folks, this is Dr. Brian King. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Um, uh, we're back for another episode of On the Road with Dr. Brian. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we've had an interesting series of podcasts recently. Uh, we've been talking to people who sort of share uh, our, uh, our love of travel and, and our lifestyle. And it's been really kind of enjoyable, huh? It has been, yes. Yeah, so our, our guest uh, on this particular episode uh, is, calling, is, is coming to us from the Philippines. Uh, yes. She's a, a, an extraordinarily well-traveled individual who, uh, of course, we'll learn all about her, but uh, sold all her belongings a few years ago, hit the road, and has just been <laughs> everywhere. And uh, I like to... Uh, we just met, of course, but uh, I think she seems like she's going to be a very interesting person to talk to. Miss Katie Andrews. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. Blues, women, and blues. I'm here, I'm there, I'm uh, Tell us a little bit about your story. Like, how, uh, what happened and how did it come about? I've, to be honest, I've got COVID to thank for my decision making because, you know, being locked down back in the UK, it was depressing. The only place I could go to was the local supermarket or eventually the parks when they let us out more. And, you know, my mental health did take a hit. I'm not going to lie. And my husband was the same. So we had lots of conversations in the kitchen because that's where we spent most of our time listening to music and just trying to make the best of a situation. So there was a lot of soul searching and conversations. And, you know, we sat there and we thought, what do we want to do with the rest of our lives? You know, we're approaching sort of our 40s now. What do we want to do? And we didn't have a bad life. You know, we owned our own house. We had relatively decent jobs and you know, life wasn't bad. It's just, it made us think, well, what do we want from the next chapter? And I'd always loved travel. I'd never done as much as I would have liked to because you only get so much time off of work, you know, for holiday time. And I found that half the time when I did go on holiday, I never felt well rested and took in everything while I was there anyway. So we said, you know what, it'd be nice to sort of like sell up everything and and go traveling because you know, envious of seeing students go off and do it in between breaks and stuff. So, you know, we sort of decided that's what we wanted to do and, you know, sort of take the actionable steps to to kind of make it happen, really. And here we are two years on and, you know, we've seen quite a lot of the world. There's still lots of the world that we want to see. Now we've ticked it all off. But, yeah, it's COVID that we've got to thank for it. So it's a positive in a not-so-positive situation, really. And I, I, I have not heard anyone thank COVID uh, for, <laughs> for well, anything. I will say, you know, we used to travel full time and we kind of went the opposite way with because of COVID because it's a shelter in place and we didn't really have a place. So we had to kind of scramble yeah. and find a place. Um, but it was interesting to see, for example, here in the U.S., RV sales just and secondhand just absolutely skyrocketed and the prices of them were just ridiculous. And mm-hmm. people who were looking at us awkwardly before who were like, why are you traveling so much when they got their stir crazy, kind of like you went the other way, like, oh, I got to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then they kind of got it, like why we do this so often. Yeah. But yeah, we did go from uh, sort of the opposite for you. Uh, we had been we had been living on the road for about six years before COVID hit, and part of the reason we settled down wasn't wasn't only because of COVID. Right. It was because uh, we work as we travel, mm-hmm. and all of our income involved uh, being in the presence of other people, and that was canceled. And so, having canceled work, you know, we had to settle down. But uh, so you um, you were living in the UK, and I know things were really tight up there. 
Uh, we had a lot of friends, and mm -hmm. uh, especially friends in London, uh, who uh, were posting their experiences and stuff. And so I know things were tight where uh, there. So uh, you got out, uh, but. Did, you sold everything you said you sold, every, like, sold everything so you know it, i like, sold it yeah everything so everything in the house when the you know the house went and you know we sold just at the right time because mm. we made a profit on the property and then we found mm -hmm. out that the housing situation collapsed for a bit after that you know house prices go up and down so we did it right at the right time which mm -hmm. is fantastic you know to walk away with a profit yeah. so that's ah, great that works out so all that stuff in the background that's fake it's all fake yeah otherwise it's just a white wall with a not so pretty picture like yours in the background so it's gonna give you something better to look at you know we never really sold everything we actually maintained the storage unit of stuff uh well, but we sold most we of tried things, you, we, know? you know we had like a timing where we couldn't quite, we had deadlines of work and we couldn't quite sell everything so we kept a few things on purpose like this for example um or yeah this lovely piece of art was in storage for uh like or, a <laughs> books and certain things you know but for the most part uh we got rid of i would say 85 percent of our belongings yeah. at least yeah so when you say everything you mean like you guys left with a couple of suitcases or what are we talking so literally 85 liter backpacks and the rest went and my husband found it easy because he's never been you know he's never really had a huge amount of stuff really but i mm -hmm. sort of had a shocking amount of you know handbags and shoes and stuff that i hadn't even worn for years and should have got rid of anyway so when i started to get rid of it it just felt really freeing to be honest i can't quite describe it i felt emotionally and mentally free there's something to be said about having too much yep. stuff you know um nice. some things were hard to get rid of you know like pictures and sentimental stuff but i'll pass it on to the family it's not like it was going in the bin um so yeah some things were harder than others but yeah it was really freeing to to get rid yep. of everything it is freeing uh so uh, you you freed yourself and you uh profited uh nicely uh, i'm assuming and that allows you to do what? Just get into the world and travel and experience new places and, you know, meet people, experience new cultures and, you know, seeing how a lot of people live across the world, basically compared to what we sort of do in the UK is an eye opener. And it makes me feel more blessed for the things that I haven't, haven't got, you know, mm -hmm. You know, some well, people are so happy with just a, you know, a thatched roof over their head and food on the table, yeah. you know? Well, what I was what I was trying to lead you at uh, in that uh, question is like, uh, like where, you know, like like you left the UK uh, middle of lockdown or, or COVID, you know, and so where, where, where'd you end up going? So we started off in New Orleans, believe it or not. So we went over to the US for a little bit and went to California. So you left uh, the, uh, the United <laughs> Kingdom during COVID restrictions. Uh, to go to the most restrictive parts of the United States. We had no idea really at the time. It's just, you know, we were thinking, where do we want to go? And sort of New Orleans came up in conversation. So we decided to go there and eventually see friends in California. Didn't spend a huge amount of time in the US because from my perspective, I found it quite expensive compared to the UK. So mm -hmm. swiftly kind of saw a little bit of it and swiftly got out and got to Asia and cheaper parts of the world, really. We did a little bit of South Africa, 
mainly to see friends again because my husband's a gamer he's in the gaming community so he wanted to see a few people in in that world you know while we were traveling around so yeah we did, did a bit of safari in africa but again didn't spend that you know a huge amount of time there um we mainly wanted to get over to asia because we like the food you know my, my husband's a chef for 25 years so we both got a love of asia so that's where we predominantly wanted to spend most of our time and previously before we set off traveling full-time we'd been to australia so it'd be nice to go back there again at some point so yeah mainly been around asia for the last two years with a little sprinkling of you know south africa and, and the us so but my husband's actually training to become a dive master at the moment so he's getting into the diving world and shifting away from hospitality and he wants to kind of go up to instructor level so he's thinking about a career pathway now and you know that'll be a nice way to sustain us long term you know because we've got money but that's not going to last forever so right. we're thinking of a career pathway and see where that takes us really so might go and do a little bit around europe or wherever we can get in but europe's a tough one because of brexit then you know, Brexit's kind of changed it for us. We can't, we can't roam freely in Europe anymore. <laughs> you, uh, are you, have you been in the Philippines for a while? Is this kind of like a home base for you at the moment? So this is the second time to the Philippines. So when my husband decided he wanted to become a dive master, we said, oh, well, where do you want to do your training? And he said, oh, I want to get to the Philippines because it does have some of the best waters in the world, some of the best diving in the world, you know, for visibility. Mm -hmm. So we chose there. And, you know, we've been there before once previously and we liked it. It's not too expensive to, to live. So, yeah, we've been here a couple of months, but our visa runs out in March and then we'll be off to Sri Lanka. So we're going to go to Sri Lanka for the first time. So that will be that'll be interesting. What's been your favorite experience so far? I would say my personal favorite is New Orleans and I also loved Colombia. I was really surprised by Colombia because it's got a bad reputation. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, you know, there's still elements of crime there, like there is in all parts of the world, but it surprised me. Like it, it's a lovely place in parts, and the crime is not as bad as people make out anymore. It's almost like they want peace now. They they appreciate the tourism and they're willing to kind of back down a little bit now so yeah Colombia surprised me and New Orleans I feel like I've been there before got, got a bit of weird deja vu like it felt have I been here before or something very strange yeah well Colombia had a lot of help from the U.S. to clean up uh, and yeah they want to keep their tourism and people happy and they don't want any conflict uh yeah yeah i love and, that uh, i love that your answer was new orleans uh that, that, <laughs> that is one of my favorite cities in the whole world uh and uh, and i've lived there i've lived there for i lived there for a few years uh and in fact i think every one of my books mentions new orleans <laughs> at some point is or it? another but, yeah and uh it is one like when people ask us um friends from abroad ask us, you know, where should I go in the U.S.? It's one of the places that's always on our list because, you know, you want to experience different cultures within the U.S. and that is definitely yeah. a different culture. But I love that, you know, she's been everywhere, yeah. uh, all over the world, and uh, the place that she liked the best was was New Orleans. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. You know? It's like, <laughs> go to New Orleans. But you also went during COVID, so. <laughs> yeah, you should go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should I should go back. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think it was as busy as what it usually is. Like it was busy, don't get me wrong, but I've seen pictures of it rammed, you know, at times. Yeah. So are you guys living out of like a van or something or or are you just uh 
doing like short-term rentals or so it's a mixture of short-term rentals house sitting we did a lot of house sitting in the us to offset the costs quite a bit so we use like trusted house sitters work away those sorts of platforms and yeah the amount of money you can save is incredible and you know travel you know it's one of them isn't it you could be as savvy as you like to bring the cost down so yeah it's a mixture of house sitting and you know, rentals really do a blend of both. And it's again, you know, with the house sitting, it's a great way to to mingle with people and see how people live, you know, and give back to the community and things like that. Yeah, I like to uh, bring that kind of stuff up because uh, there's the, the, the assumption that a lot of people who don't travel much have is that is it's extraordinarily expensive, you know, and you have to, you know, it just takes so much resources. And you did sell your property and so you mm -hmm. profited from that. Uh, but you don't you want that money to go as long as possible. And so it's good to, you know, to let people know that you can travel relatively cheaply uh, by, you know, using these you know services and sites that are available. So like you use uh, like house sitting dot com. Is that a, or a, or is that the right site or couch surfing? Uh, is it? Like what, what do you what do you use to, to find places all across the world? Trusted house sitters is one that I used in the US. And that is a predominant, like most of the properties are US on there. Because I noticed when I sort of came over to Asia, the, the choice was less and less. So if you're looking for the US, then trusted house sitters, I believe, is the one. And then if you're looking for more worldwide, I've sort of moved into workaway.com. Um, and that is actually cheaper to join. It's like £40 for a year. You know, and I'm using that in Sri Lanka and it's already paid for itself just off one trip, you know. So, you know, it is worthwhile doing that. And to be honest, workaway.com, you can use in the UK as well. So if people want to travel, but, you know, they maybe haven't got the funds to go worldwide, you can use it for trips in your country, you know, and, and see more of your, what your country's got to offer. I think that's what holds a lot of people back, really, the cost travel you know right. people can't always afford flights you know flights have got more expensive over the years because they've not been able to run so i think that's what puts a lot of people off and accommodation is one of the biggest outlays in terms of cost really i, I love that you're taking advantage of stuff and of course uh you know i, I look forward to uh to, i've never been to asia i look forward to getting over to asia that's my big uh our next probably yeah. big adventure well we had talked about it right before COVID hit, <laughs> we were talking about actually going to China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that would have been a weird trip. Yes, it <laughs> if been. we would have made it. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get over there at some point. What's your? Uh, you said your New Orleans was your favorite uh, uh, place that you've been in these travels. How? Uh, what, what? What about uh, outside of the United States? Like, what are some of the highlights? would say if you're planning on going to Asia get yourself to the Philippines especially if you love diving or snorkeling or swimming you know that's an absolute must there I would also say as well over on this side of the world really liked um, going back to Bali and seeing what Bali was like in Indonesia although it has got a lot lot busier now it's only a small island and there's loads of people there so go there if you're okay with the hustle and bustle um, I also, in terms of where I would like to go next, I would love to go over to the Caribbean at some point. I think that's definitely on my hit list. I've not been there at all. So I'm hoping that we can eventually get some diving work for Kieran in the Caribbean. That's something that I want to try and manifest for sure. And I don't know, really, like, have you, have you got your eyes on somewhere other than China, like where you want to go? 
I've been thinking about Vietnam. Yeah, I think we've been leaning more Thailand and Vietnam yeah. now, maybe. Japan, even. We've got friends that live there. Uh -huh. It just looks like they're having an amazing time. You know, and I've been really sort of thinking about those countries. Vietnam is interesting. I've been there a couple of times. I've seen some of the country, not all of it. I've done a little bit of a route through Ho Chi Minh and sort of gone down the south area. And what I'll say about Vietnam is the food is lovely, like really nice flavors, fresh food, you know, really, really good. People are really friendly, you know, they're really helpful. You know, sometimes when we travel, we can pay more for things, right? You know, some people see us as tourists, they want to charge us a bit extra. They don't tend to do that in Vietnam. Like the prices that the locals pay, they, they treat you all the same. Like you don't get that sort of additional tax, if you will. And that's a really nice thing to happen. And then with Thailand, I liked Thailand. I wasn't a big fan of Bangkok, though. I found mm. it quite hectic, quite, you know, full mm. on. You know, it's a party place, should we say, Bangkok. And uh, as much as I like to go out every now and then, I think my full on party days are behind me now really i haven't got the energy for that anymore so worth a visit but yeah it's quite quite full on is bangkok so and i'd like to go back there and see more of the islands you know see more of the laid back vibe it's what i prefer yeah we've talked a little bit about you know your, your funding uh your your lifestyle uh you did so by selling off your belongings and things but uh, you also work as a as a life coach. Uh, do yes. you do, do you maintain that practice as you travel? So it's more of a part time uh, venture, if you will, because I never really wanted to work full time doing this because I've come away for a reason. I broke away from the nine to five for a reason because I want more time freedom. Time is my most valuable asset and I can't get time back. So I try and balance it as much as possible and do some coaching, but also do some travel as well. So, you know, we don't need a huge income in Asia. That's one of the reasons why it's desirable for us, you know, as a place to hopefully eventually settle down full time if we find somewhere we love. So that time for me and having that is the most valuable thing. And I will take less money to have more time it's just something that i've kind of like a lightning thing in my mind and gone yeah i want more time and i'm willing to sacrifice huge amounts right. of income for it uh, it's a common thread among right. people who want to travel it's like I, I i value my 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 experiences more than you know that i want to spend time in an office you know or, or spend time working on someone else's projects don't get me wrong I spent a lot of time working on projects, but at least they're my <laughs> projects, you know, <laughs> like, like it's my podcast, it's my book, it's my whatever, you know? And so, uh, those are all good things, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, when, when you're selling your time to someone else, uh, then it becomes a lot more valuable. And I don't think people, I don't think a lot of people see it that way. Yeah. And it depends on the quality too. I did quite a few job interviews here locally and I went to one and I was like, uh, yeah, I don't care you're paying me that much. I already feel like I'm going through the puppy mill and I can tell that I'm not going to like working here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's not just about money. It's like, how are you going to feel? Are you going to have your life balanced? Do you feel you're valued or are you just like a cog? You know, it's it's a huge difference. We were talking about your, your specific style of coaching uh, or your specific um, uh, 
role. It has to do with stress management. You know, it's part of the reason why I up sticks and, and went to travel the world and why I talk about time freedom and why it's important to me is because, you know, I've been in lots of different roles over my life and, you know, I'm not going to have any regrets or anything. But one of the things that it taught me in hindsight is I was sort of piling a lot of pressure on myself and allowing other people to pile pressure on myself because of things that I've been through in my life that have made me feel that I need to be a perfectionist, that, you know, I need, you know, I need to procrastinate because of things that, you know, you know, trauma is one of those things that it can affect you later on in life and you might not always realise it, you know, and trauma means different things to different people. So it's only when I sort of became a coach, an accredited coach, should we say, that it really opened my mind to the things that I was allowing to happen to me. You know, I was allowing people to treat me a certain way because I wasn't necessarily living by my true values of, you know, respecting myself and, make, you know, making sure other people respect me and putting boundaries in place and stuff like that. So coaching taught me a lot when I kind of went into that world. And I went into stress management because, you know, I've dealt with lots of different varying stress in my life and also not dealt with stress well as well. You know, there's two ways of looking at it. I could have done things better and I did things well. And I just, I know that there's a lot of people out there in the world that are dealing with stress or not dealing with stress. You know, I only spoke to somebody the other day that said to me, I'm coping fine. You know, I've got all these things going on, but I'm in control. And then last night he wanted a massage and didn't come out to see us. So I can see the signs that people are dealing with stress or not dealing with stress day to day. And it's a, a real big thing and it can have such an impact negatively and positively on people's lives, you know. And a lot of people sweep things under the carpet and go, oh, it'll go away, it'll be fine. And, you know, I've experienced burnout as well. And it's hit me like a ton of bricks in the past. And I've gone, dear God, how have I let this happen to myself? How have I, you know, but sometimes you don't see it coming. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can see the signs and other times it just hits you like a ton of bricks. So it's a real big topic that I'm passionate about, that I've been through, the good and the bad. And I want to help people try and nip it in the bud as early as possible. You know, prevention's better than cure, right? And actually sort of build on their awareness and know that they're not alone. You know, sometimes people go, oh, I'll do it all on my own. It's fine. I don't need a coach, you know. But that's the mind holding them back, you know, when actually they're probably fearful of, you know, is this person going to judge me? Is this person going to be able to help me? So, yeah, that's kind of why I went into it, really. I've dealt with it a lot <laughs> you know mm -hmm. in the past so I, uh, I i i've written a book about uh about managing stress and uh and in that book uh i talked about a little bit about travel now uh, uh what, what i always say about how travel relates to stress isn't some isn't what most people think of when they think of travel and how it might relate to stress like i'm not talking about hey you're under a lot of stress go on a vacation you know Although that is something that I do recommend, you know, but uh, more so how traveling and just the nature of experiences that you have while you put yourself out there in the world, and you don't have to travel very far. You can just travel down the block or to the next city over or whatever. It puts you in these situations where you have to learn how to navigate and figure out, you know, how to do things for yourself. And every time you face some challenge uh, and overcome it or successfully work through it 
you are teaching your brain a lesson uh, about how you can handle things and you're developing something that psychologists refer to as psychological resilience what i always find is that uh, you know one of the best ways to to develop resilience is to be just completely bombarded by a whole lot of problems that need to be solved very quickly. And one way to do that is to pick yourself up and drop yourself off somewhere where you don't speak the language, you don't know the customs, you don't know anything about the place, you know, because you have all those little micro problems, they all add up. And, uh, you know, you may not do anything <laughs> noteworthy, you know. Uh, you may be, uh, you may say, hey, what'd you do while you're in uh, Sri Lanka? It's like, you know, uh, did you see this or did you go to this or that? You know, I didn't do any of that. I, I, I lost my luggage when I got to the airport. And then some guy, you know, stole my wallet or blah, blah, blah. And I had to figure out how to survive, <laughs> you know, and I'm surprised I made it home. I, I can't believe I made it home, you know, because I don't really, that sounds terrible, but it was a, it's a growth experience. And as a result, you're better at handling the the stupid stress that you deal with on a regular basis does that make sense to you at all it does and it resonates deeply because you know it's not all been perfect during our travels and one thing that sticks out in my mind when i went to colombia for the first time is when we arrived in bogota we had ages of immigration it took like literal hours so you're tired you're drained you've had all that travel to deal with mentally physically and then we were trying to reach our accommodation we were calling them you know it was getting later and later and no answer turned up at the property no one answered you know, this is in the middle of bogota early hours of the morning it's still pitch black you know there's police on the streets you know it was quite, quite kind of stressful you're tired you know and it was it was hard you know when it was tough you know and did i cry absolutely you know i was <laughs> i was traumatized but you know we, we 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 eventually found an apartment you know we resolved the problem and we talked through it and you know we eventually sorted it out in the moment it's tough don't get me wrong but when you look back you go Oh yeah, we, we dealt with that. You know, it was tough at the time, but you you know, you reflect and go, Yeah, you know, and then on to the next one. And then when more problems start to occur, you deal with it better next time and you find a solution quicker. So it is a growth experience for sure. Absolutely. It's like this wonderful uh additional benefit. You know, it's not all about taking a bunch of pictures, you know, and getting a oh, I want to get a selfie with like a monkey on my head, you know. That's a that's a rad selfie and you should totally get it. But you should also have the experience of getting lost in the jungle on the way to the monkey, you know, what, you know, it, it, or maybe something not so extreme. Just if you're living in a place, <laughs> I like monkeys on heads. <laughs> you too, but if you're living in a place, I mean, there can be just an everyday adventure and simply learning how to use a bus system. That's very different than your own to, how this lock works uh, when it's sideways or some other angle or some other shape or, you know, yeah. how does the grocery store work differently? And why am I so tired? All I did today was go grocery shopping, get some water and yeah. like walk to the corner and check out. Well, because your brain <laughs> was working and solving these problems. Yeah. And yeah. And at the same time, you're taking everything in and processing the smells and the language and the culture. And there's joy in that problem solving. So Absolutely. Uh, the lifestyle that you've chosen for yourself is not something that most people pick, you know, and I suspect, I suspect that you may have had some pre-existing uh, resilience uh, before you got on the road. Is that, is that fair to say? 
I would say with everything that I've been through in my life, you know, ups and downs, my dad leaving when I was 17, like I've been, I've been through some stuff, you know, and everybody goes through various things. I've had my challenges and I think it has built my resilience, but I've had a lot of things to work through. You know, if I take my dad walking out at 17, for example, as a child, you blame yourself. You don't know what's going on. I became angry. So I've had things that I've had to work on first to build that resilience and look back and go, actually it's, it's not my fault it's you know it's circumstantial you know he played his part i played my part and it's it's kind of like reminding yourself of that sort of circle of influence and going well actually i don't control everything in this world i control my part i can control so much i can learn so much but i can't control what others do and that's something that i've had to learn because i thought well why are the people not listening why are people judging me and all these life lessons when actually i've just got to stay in focused on me stay in my own lane not get too caught up on other people and just focus on what i want focus on self-love and taking myself where i want to go and i have found that my life journey has certainly made me resilient and you see even if i take the traveling for example you know i've been hit with negativity about it i've been it with positivity about it you know more negativity you know but that speaks more about the person than it does about me because it's my choice i don't need to justify why i'm doing something i'm doing something for me you know doesn't matter why i'm doing it it's ultimately for me and if i'm happy that's the main thing but it's interesting how many people go what are you running away from and i and my answer now is i'm running towards something I'm not running away from something. I want to travel as long as I can travel because who knows what retirement's going to bring, you know. As long as I can physically walk and move and I'm energetic, I want to keep going because there's plenty of the world to see. You know, I don't want to get to retirement and can't walk or whatever happens and go, oh, damn, I wish I would have got over to that Caribbean or whatever while I wanted to or go back to New Orleans or whatever. So... I'm passionate about travel, so I want to keep going as long as I can. You know, like I said to you before, my husband's got a new career pathway. He wants to go into diving. I'm not a diver, but that's fine. So he wants to do that. So I want to get him into a job doing that, see him happy under the water, see him living his best life and, you know, chilling out on beaches and leading a you know nomadic lifestyle, basically. Um, will it be forever? Who knows? But it suits me for now. You know, I'm living in the here and now and enjoying that moment because tomorrow's not guaranteed so just keep enjoying it you know ultimate goal if i had one you know buy a nice villa maybe somewhere on a beach somewhere nice and chill you know have passive income where i can earn while asleep something like that you know uh, yeah. so that, that that would be the dream and that would be the ideal um but for now just living in the moment and yeah, just, just enjoying life. And then, like I say, enjoying that time that I've got in my hands, you know, for, for the first time ever, rather than giving my time to somebody else. So There's a, uh, uh, well, there's a, a practice that has uh, just uh, exploded in popularity in the past couple of decades called mindfulness. It comes from uh, Buddhist traditions. And uh, what you just described about living in the moment is basically that whole mindset it is literally the frame of mind that you get in uh when you practice this and it's something that i try to encourage people and uh now we don't we don't all need it you know i mean you're clearly a 
uh, a very present focused uh, person already. I think it's just everything I've been through. But I think the travel definitely plays a part because when you're traveling and you've got all these new experiences and when you've got more time, I feel like when you're not rushing around all the time, you just, it frees your mind, it opens your mind to then level you up into other things you know we talk about leveling up and reaching new frequencies i believe when you take a step in life into the unknown and take a leap it starts to open other doors for you the more sort of open-minded you are the more you can bring into your life that's just something that i'm finding you know new people new opportunities and stuff like that so i'm a big believer in that you know just take that leap and then other things will fall into place you know do you have a uh, anything that you'd like to uh, plug? So I do have my own podcast that people can tap into. It's called Procrastinate. You know, it's a play on words for procrastinate. And, you know, you can listen to it on Spotify and on YouTube. But the best place to go is my website because that's all my socials and free resources around stress management and procrastination. So if they head to www.thewanderingcoach.co.uk, then they can find me there. So yeah, I'm the wandering coach because I'm not standing still at the moment. So I'm going where I want to go. <laughs> I, like that. No, I like that name. Uh, Katie, it was lovely talking to you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, thank for, you for having me both of you. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Sarah, thank you so much for sitting in with me as my, my co-host today. This is uh, you guys uh, listening or watching, keeping this podcast alive. Uh, thank you. It's been another episode of On the Road with Dr. Brian. Bye -bye. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. Blues, women, and blues. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere.